You're listening to Breaking the Silence, a podcast by Reach 10, where we're creating a culture of courage, compassion, and connection to overcome the shame, silence, and fear that often surrounds topics such as sexuality and pornography. We're your hosts, Chriselle Simons and Creed Orm. Welcome back, listeners. Today, we are breaking the silence once again with Rachel and Zachary Andrews, a young couple who live in Las Vegas. They graduated a couple years ago from BYU and have a beautiful little girl named Tris. And today, we are going to be answering the question of how accountability and trust work together and how to communicate that effectively with a couple and how it's worked for them. We're so grateful for their wisdom and so excited to learn with them. I wanted to ask you guys, how does accountability play into all that? If you admit to a fault you made, like you said, Zachary, that you didn't talk about something with Rachel, you moved on because you thought it was good by that time. But then Rachel brought it up again. How does accountability play into that kind of situation and any situation where trust is breached? So I know for my part, accountability in my recovery, my recovery journey, accountability to me means holding myself to a higher standard when I mess up and even being proactive rather than reactive. I feel like the worst time to prepare for a natural disaster is after it's happened, right? Like, like the worst time to prepare for a virus, you know, <laughs> having, having a food storage would be during the virus. What I mean by that is, is continually making an effort to show Rachel that I'm making progress, I guess you could say. Yeah, so an example of that is something that Zachary has struggled with is coming out and saying right when he has a relapse. Sometimes in the past, it took him a little bit of time, a few days or, you know, even a week one time to come out and say that he had a relapse. And so to me, that was always hard. So what I expect from him is to be accountable and to say, you know, when it happened, no matter what's going on in our lives, you know, I want to know when that happened so that we can talk about it and we, or we can address it. Mm. And to me, even though it's a hard conversation or I don't want to hear it, the fact that he told me when it happened to me, that's progress. And that is what makes me build trust in a weird way because even though he breached trust, you know, he's making progress and he's being proactive about changes he wants to make so that it doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. So Rachel established, I guess in, in shorter terms to Rachel established a boundary. She established an expectation. And as I follow through with that expectation, she maintains trust. Maybe trust was ruptured. I love that term ruptured, mm-hmm. ruptured trust, but um, we're able to, to move forward and be progressive in our actions rather than regressive or reactive. I really appreciate that. It sounds like you operating within those boundaries that you both have agreed to, even though you're not perfect within that, right? So ideally, we just all be perfect, right? (laughs) But even though that isn't there because you had integrity and because you're willing to come forward and be honest, and and share that trust is able to be there still is that accurate is that what it feels like that that does 
I guess that that is the way it feels. What about you? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think following through on commitments, even when it's really hard or you know you don't want to be own up to it, I think is incredibly important. And to me, you know, when we have certain boundaries set, that's super important because I don't want to be thinking all the time, is Zachary doing this or for example, one of our boundaries is to keep the phone out of the bathroom. Um, and so I don't want to be thinking all the time if when he's in the bathroom, well, does he have his phone on him? So I choose to trust him in following through with that boundary. And if he doesn't, to be to recognize what he needs to do to, to be better. Hmm. So it's very much a two-way conversation, a two-way commitment. Because I don't want to feel like, you know, he's coming to me telling me he made a mistake and then I tell him what to do to make up for it. You know, I, I think it like, I don't have time to think about, <laughs> to think about that and to worry about that. So I choose to trust that he will follow through and hold up that boundary. And to kind of go along specifically with that example, as I was saying, like being proactive, she doesn't have to come to me and say, this is what I want you to do. I come to her with the plan. Um, and specifically with that, the most recent change in that was I've established a spot for my phone. And I came to her and I said, so in order for me to keep my phone out of there, I've decided that I'm going to have this established spot for my phone. If I'm in the bathroom, my phone should be in this spot. And if my phone is not in that spot, will you please ask me about it? Like no matter where the phone is, whether it's with me or in the bedroom or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, will you just ask me about that? And so that we can keep this dialogue moving and then it gives me more motivation to want to keep within those boundaries. I think that makes so much sense that the person who needs to own up to something also comes up with a plan to show the other person, hey, I'm working on this. I want to work on this. I want to get better. And I know it's important to you. And I want to show you that. So here's this plan for how, you know, first of all, apologize and then all, all that good stuff, but then also the plan for how to uh, improve for the next time. I think that I, I really like that. I think that's really important to, to show the person that you're willing to, that you deserve the trust against that, right? Yeah, and I, for me, like that's that's what recovery is. My my journey in recovery is about like nobody can make me do something I don't want to do, and so with her trusting me to make plans, to make those things, and come to her with those plans, especially with ways of accountability, it gives me the motivation to keep doing better because like. I'm going to do it the way that I want to do it. But as long as she knows about it, approves it, and even she'll add comments and stuff, maybe you should do it this way differently or this, that, or I, or I don't feel comfortable with that and let's do it this way. And that only refines it to a better way. Like I've never had a, a suggestion that I've felt like, well, that just is worse. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I think it only goes a more better way because I know that she would appreciate that, I guess. I think that's really beautiful and something that keeps kind of coming to mind for me is that these are principles that apply in a marriage relationship no matter what it is you're trying to overcome period i know my phone use makes my husband crazy <laughs> and uh, and and i that's something and and i'm not you know, like i'm not here to like bring out my dirty laundry but but like I know that that's something that I've really had to work on is to be very conscious of when we're having conversations to not pull out my phone even if it goes off mm -hmm. and if I do need to use my phone to communicate to him hey hon just so you know I'm not ignoring you 
I just need to respond to this or send this text message while I'm thinking about it. That way he doesn't feel disregarded, right? It's interesting because as you were sharing all of these things, I feel like that's what we've had to figure out together. (laughs) It's like, like, how do we, how do we figure this out? How can I understand your point of view and how this is affecting you? Because to me, like it was no big deal, zero big deal. I'm like, of course I'm responding to this text message and it didn't even interrupt anything that happened. Like I know exactly what you said, Uh, but but for him, it was like, it's, it's totally not his experience. And I'm like, okay, that is so good for me to know. That is so good for me to know. And that is a valid experience, right? Like that's, it's okay that that's not my experience and help me understand what I can do to honor that. And I, I feel like you two have illustrated that in a really beautiful way. And again, I want to come back to, I think it takes tons of humility, <laughs> so much humility to be able to do that on both sides, to be able to be like, this is what I need. And the other person to be like, I can do that. I'll do that for you in order for you to feel heard and valued and to feel safe in this relationship. So beautiful. So, so beautiful. And I think that highlights really quick something that Creed was talking about earlier. I was thinking too, like it's, it is a two, the trust is a two way street and it can be ruptured in both ways and all sorts of things. Like, I mean, she can breach my trust too. It's not just me breaching trust as well. And so understanding those principles in a general way, being proactive and like building and growing. I've seen Rachel do the same thing. And knowing that she is patient with me in my mistakes has really brought to light. Like if she, there's a breach of trust towards me to understand, well, she's, she's always patient with me. And maybe I need a moment to process this, but like I can have that patience and that love towards her because you know she's not perfect as well but she wants to do better and i know she wants to do better as well and and so yeah it goes both ways i love that yeah this has been so wonderful i just think that again you both have such incredible wisdom that we could all learn so much from (laughs) silly (laughs) so grateful for both of you and it's been so fun i we've known each other for a couple years it's been so fun to see you grow and change even through that and so thank you for being willing to open up and share with us before we go, is there anything else that you want to share that that maybe has just like come up that, that you haven't touched on yet? Yeah, I know I have something to share in talking about trust and being able to have hard conversations. I've noticed with myself especially that when I take care of myself and I make good decisions both in what I eat and in exercising and in getting enough sleep, I feel like I'm better equipped to have hard conversations and to be able to process things a lot better. And same goes for Zach. When I see him making good choices in what he eats and taking care of himself, I feel like that allows me to have more trust for him because I see that he's trying in all areas of his life. And I see that he's happier and I'm happier. So I feel like when we have reach and trust and have those hard conversations, I feel like mentally I'm able to process that better and be able to share. And speaking to that, I mean, all the areas of our lives um, affect each other. And to kind of go from my perspective as well, like if I'm acting like a bum, like a total bum, and like just not eating very well or not taking care of myself or just 
continually trying to be stressed out or neglecting my scripture study, whatever it may be, then I feel like I'm more susceptible to certain things. And I know that she can see that. And so that kind of sows seeds of doubt, I guess you could say, even within myself. Like I feel terrible about myself. And so I, I'm automatically thinking I'm a bad person as well. Um, and so, you know, living up to the values that you have um, at all times will only improve trust, I feel like. Got it. So, yeah, taking care of ourselves, doing the things necessary to be healthy of mind, body, and spirit mm. helps us so much to be more prepared to have these hard conversations and, you know, reestablish the trust. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. So thank you for sharing that tidbit. Rachel, I have another follow-up question for you, and and I hope I word this right, but for you, I imagine that it hasn't always been easy to accept the things that Zachary sometimes tells you um, and like his actions. What has helped you to process his relapses or process his experiences and to be able to trust yourself and him through that. Does that make sense? No, it definitely does. One coping mechanism that I've had that has really helped me is to, you know, think of it in the realm of this is a struggle. This is, um, for Zachary, I feel more like an addiction. So there's a lot of medical background to that and it's not an attack at me. Um, It's not in any way a reflection of who I am or what I look like. And I think repeating that in my mind has really helped me in just being able to sort it as this is a struggle, just like if you were to struggle with alcohol or if you were to struggle with drugs. And I think um, that kind of separates me from feeling like it's at all an attack at me. Because when we have those conversations and we talk about it, it is hard not to go down that path. And sometimes I feel like it takes a long time for me to, for Zach to be able to pull out my true feelings. Because I don't know if anyone, I'm sure everyone can relate to feeling like this is how I feel. I feel like it's maybe not how I should feel, but like, this is what I think. And this is what, you know, I think you think about me. So actually saying it out loud has not always been easy for me. Um, And there have been times when we've been having a conversation and Zach will literally sit there for, you know, a few minutes until I finally am able to just vocalize how I'm feeling. And hopefully that all makes sense. But I know that um, (laughs) having those conversations and being able to talk about it, no matter what I feel or what I think has really helped me to cope with it. So it sounds like as soon as trust is breached, there's some kind of initial emotions that occur. And I bet one of those could be kind of shock or you're not sure how to feel at the moment. Um, There's a lot of messages that go through our brains, right? When something like that happens, right? Should and should nots, which aren't very helpful or how to, you know, hold ourselves up and how to respond. It's very difficult. And so I can totally see how, Maybe in the moment, it's hard to share those feelings right up front. And then over time, you're like, okay, this is how I actually feel about it. This is how how it makes me feel. And this is what happens. So, and it sounds like you guys have been, are patient enough to respond to that. So Zachary listening um, and waiting for you to be able to express that. And then 
using space and time for the, all the feelings to finally arise and surface and be expressed. I think that's really healthy. And I think that's great that you guys do that. Take the time to, to make that happen. So thank and you that's for sharing. what I, I've loved with that we've progressed in that way that like she does take the time to do it. Cause in the beginning it was so fast and we would just address it and kind of move on that maybe that wasn't fully super healthy at the time. And now we've learned to kind of take a little bit moment. And even as she said, like in the moment, physically, like when we're physically sitting there, I'm not going to say anything until she says it because <laughs> I don't want to put words in her mouth. I don't want to do, I want her to express exactly how she feels. Um, and it really truly isn't ever an attack on her. I think she's the most beautiful person in the entire <laughs> world and I love her so, so much. And there's only one person I want to spend the rest of eternity with, so. <laughs> Wonderful. So well, thank you so much for once again, sharing all these experiences, thoughts about your relationship and about what you guys have learned regarding humility, accountability, uh, self-care, and honesty. Uh, I think all of those principles in a marriage and any relationship will take us very far. And I sure hope it continues to take uh, all of us farther. So thank you for sharing all of that. Of course. Thanks for having us. Thank it's you been, so much. It's been fun. Thank you for listening to Breaking the Silence by Reach 10. Help us create a new culture of connection by sharing what you heard today with at least 10 people. Please help us reach more young adults by going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Reach 10 is a nonprofit. You can help support this podcast by donating on our website and following us on social media. We share these views to open the dialogue on these tough issues. We are not professionals and the ideas shared on this podcast should not be taken as professional advice. The opinions and views that our hosts and guests share do not necessarily reflect the views of Reach 10, and we don't guarantee the accuracy of any statements you hear. Reach 10 is not responsible for your use of information heard on this podcast. We keep learning and invite you to join us as we build a more open, compassionate, and courageous culture.